When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. Welcome to Episode 6 of Potteroonay. This episode is sponsored by JestFest, Wexford's Comedy and Street Theatre Festival. Yes, JessFest 2015, Wexford's Comedy and Street Theatre Festival, this May bank holiday weekend. The spirit of devilish revelry fills the Viking streets as Irish and international street jesters, acrobats and contortionists wow us with their amazing shows. As the sun sets, the finest Irish stand-up comedians take to the stage in atmospheric venues all over town, armed with hilarious one-liners, anecdotes and monologues. The intriguing lineup contains Irish comedy stars such as Andrew Maxwell, David McSavage, me, Joe Rooney, John Kenny, along with new favourites Al Porter and Fred Cook, joined by up-and-coming performers Neve Marin, Lisa Casey and Andrea Farrell. That's JessFest 2015, the 1st to the 4th of May. Well, I've been um, getting emails through my website, www.joerooneycomedian.com, and occasionally I get offers of gigs through the website. But I've got this email recently. Um, actually, I've seen it the other day and it's it's just confusing me. I'm not sure if it's an actual real offer or if it's a scam or if it's someone uh, taking the piss. So uh, basically it comes from a reverend, Rick Warren. The subject line is speaking invitation request. And... Uh, it goes as follows. Dear Joe, greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Reverend Rick Warren from the Celestia Church. We are writing to invite you to be our guest speaker at the up and coming Celestia Church 2015 convention, which is taking place here in UK, England. We are writing to invite and confirm your booking to be our guest speaker at up and coming at the grammar is terrible in this email upcoming Celestia Church 2015 convention other ministers of God are coming from different parts of the world now that that worries me because other ministers of God would suggest that they think I'm a minister of God unless they confuse me with Father Damo and then they said the date is the 10th of August 2015 name of uh, organization. Well, the host, Reverend Rick Warren, topic health, marriage, communication, comedy, okay, and the theme, my Jericho must fall. I'm not even sure what that means. I know that the walls of Jericho fell because the people in Jericho were carrying on a bit, and I think God uh, knocked the walls. So, um, uh, my walls of Jericho must fall not exactly sure what that means. And uh, it says, Signing of autograph is allowed. Selling of CDs and books allowed. This is a phone number. And then it says, We came across your profile on JoeRooneyComedian.com. Isaiah 48.17 said, I am the Lord your God, who teaches you what is best for you. We would like to let you know that the Spirit of God direct us to email you for this wonderful assignment after going through your profile and we say it's up to standard now i don't know if that that i would read from that that god went through my profile uh as i said this the grammar is pretty bad here we will be very glad to have such an outstanding personality in our midst for these overwhelming gathering arrangement to welcome you here will be discussed as soon as you honour this invitation. If you have any more publicity material, please do not hesitate to contact us. We are taking care of your travelling, meal, 
hotel accommodation and all expenses including your honorarium fees which I actually don't know what that means you are blessed as you honour this invitation it is a pleasure writing you Make there's no full stops or commas here may God bless you as you honour this invitation in his services Reverend Rick Warren Celestia Church 30 Eccleston Square London right now I just think this is some kind of a scam but I don't know how it would work but I also thought something else was a scam a few months ago when I was invited to do a a gig in India and that turned out not to be a scam I didn't go because they wanted uh, Culture Ireland to pay for the flights and Culture Ireland refused because I'm not cultured enough I presume so I thought that was a scam when I first got the email so but come on I'm not going to be invited to talk for an hour um, along with other ministers of God so, but I don't know how they're gonna how it works out. Maybe if I call up and I go, yeah, I'd like to come and uh, thanks, book my flight, and they probably go, well, can you send me all your bank details and we'll book the flight for you or something like that? I have no idea. So I'll, I'm going to reply, and when I find out what's happening, I'll I'll read out the next email. Right, well, uh, this episode is featuring Eleanor Tiernan, uh, a comedian that I've met on. You know, at various festivals, at various gigs. But I actually didn't know much about her. We'd never really talked that much. And so it was a, a pleasure just to get to know her and find out what she was about. Good uh, gig over the weekend. Well, it wasn't. Well, it wasn't that good actually. I got a bit uh, frustrated with the audience because yeah. they were making faces. You said there was a girl making faces at you. I had the same experience. I was yeah. looking down, and uh, there was just mm. one particular girl who uh, was squirming every time she was supposed to be laughing. There was yeah. kind of, she was, looked like she was in pain. Yeah, and uh, that was. Uh, that was annoying me. But then the next day, I kind of woke up, Joe, and I was thinking like. Like, I actually kind of write comedy in the hope that about 10% of the audience will hate it. Yeah. You know, if you're not, if everyone loves it, then it's kind of, there's no energy for me. That's true. Doing it. So I thought, why are you surprised when you see somebody hating it, Eleanor? You know, that's... Yeah, that's true. You know. And uh, I found, I saw a girl, I think a different girl, making a face. (laughs) But uh, it was something I said. I said... uh, my cat, sh- my cat did a shit in the living room and she went, or some girl went, ooh, like, and I was like, it's not really that ah, shocking. That's, that's ridiculous though. I know. <laughs> People are getting so squeamish. Yeah. Uh, about anything that's remotely graphic, uh, yeah. I think, and... They need to just Are people doing that more now? I think so, really? yeah. I think it has been getting worse for, for a good while. Um, Things are going backwards uh, as far as comedy is concerned. In yeah. Ireland, anyway. Brendan Carroll is the big thing on BBC. He is, although there's plenty of shit and piss and what he does, you know. He's not... Oh, that's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a funny way of talking about shit and piss, though, which is not graphic <laughs> or whatever. Or it's not real. It's not real. My, mine was too real. <laughs> it really did happen. <laughs> uh, um, I, I remember, you know, uh, people get annoyed if you're doing something about they call graphic or whatever or they're distasteful um, and then I remember seeing this real comedian comedian doing a big long joke about a fellow who had a stutter and everyone's laughing away all the old ears are laughing away do you know what I mean people don't think yeah that's yeah. quite nasty yeah 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 yeah. they're so, kind of people's uh, moral compass can be a little bit off they can in indeed yeah. Anyway, I th- I, I'm, I apologise now I'm interviewing you and I have a big red eye. You yeah. Do. And uh, that might put you off because uh, of a big bloodshot eye. But well, I'm glad you, we talked a little bit about it before you came in here, so I'm feeling more at ease yeah, with it. It would have been terrible if I didn't mention it. I know, I'd be going, what has Joe been at? <laughs> <laughs> What's he been looking at? He's been sticking needles, needles in his eyes. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Oh, what uh, happened to your what happened to it your just eye? happened I did the improv on uh, Monday night uh, went home and it was about one in the morning I was about to go I was brushing my teeth and I looked at my eyes my eyes just bloodshot really bloodshot and it's happened a few times over the last six months and it's not sore and I don't know I thought one time I was cooking a curry and I thought oh there was there was chilli powder on my finger I must have that's what must have happened uh, so I don't know I'm going to the optician this afternoon I hope it's not I think you need really, to go really sooner serious. than this afternoon <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe I have too much blood and it's the weakest parts of the body it's coming out it's finding its way out and the eye is probably yeah. one of the places yeah or maybe <laughs> it looks like someone drew on your eyeball with a marker it's that vibrant or red yeah yeah it's lovely actually it's like there's very little white left yeah. it's just red and, and my pupils looking out through it yeah but it's not sore well you think it's lovely thank you very much yeah uh, okay uh, so let's get to the po- Eleanor I don't know anything about you so I'm going to start off with a simple question where are you from I'm from Athlone in the Midlands of oh, Ireland yeah yeah mm. uh, it's a, a town of about 20,000 people it's mm. on the main road from Dublin to Galway uh, about roughly halfway between the two. It's uh, not actually on the main road anymore. It used to be. Well, this There's is it. It now. was kind of... Athlone used to bring up feelings of resentment in people because they were associated it with very bad traffic jams uh, on, right. you know, bank holiday Friday evenings and stuff like that. But uh, now uh, the town has been bypassed by Westmead County Council uh, and... It doesn't have the same level of traffic at all. Uh, and people now kind of realise that they were projecting their problems. <laughs> yeah. And it was never Athlone's fault. <laughs> yeah, people kind of yeah. like it now, yeah. Uh, yeah, they do, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's it, it's a kind of a humble enough town, you know, there's not very much uh, uh, goes on, but it's quiet and people are nice, you know. Uh, it's an army town, is it? Yes, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Army town, uh, big soccer uh, right. Club as well, uh, which has ha- hadn't had hasn't had great success in recent years. Uh, Are they in the top league? There's only one I don't, division. Uh, you don't know. I don't know. But yeah. I do know this. Yeah. Trap Tony, when he was a football player, played in that played some Italian team. They were drawn against some Italian team in a European competition. Athlone played uh, AC Milan. Was it AC Milan? AC yeah. Milan in Athlone in I think nineteen seventy five, uh, and uh, uh, the Athlone uh, drew. Really, the game, but they missed a penalty. Actually, a guy called John Minnock, uh, um, a man, uh, a player for the team, missed a penalty, and he he's kind of infamous around the town uh, for that reason that he could have been he could have. Uh, been the the hero of the of the day, you know, to cause Athlone to beat AC Milan in Athlone. And I'm yeah. glad you qualified that he was a player in the team. I know, not just yeah, a random yeah. person. That yeah, uh, that was on the sideline. Um, no, uh, he was he was definitely on the pitch. And is, does he live in Athlone now? No, I think he's, he's gone up. And he's been uh, he moved on to Finn Harps <laughs> since okay. then. Uh, mm. Yeah, my parents went to the game on a oh. date. That's kind of why I know a little bit about it. On a day, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, so your father's yeah. a big football fan. He, yeah, he's a sporting fan. Yeah, and my mother uh, went along with it for the for the laugh uh, and enjoyed it. Right. Yeah. Was yeah. that earlier on on in their courtship? They got married quite soon after they met, like a year after they met. So uh, they uh, that's mm. uh, yeah, that was during the those early days. That one year. Yeah. That yeah. Year. <laughs> Uh, do you have any brothers and sisters? I have two brothers. Uh, one of them lives in Galway. Uh, they're both younger than me, and uh, the other one lives in Melbourne, in Australia. Oh, and are they involved in any comedy or anything like that show business? Uh, my brother in Galway is uh, a good uh, guitar player and singer. He's good in a session, mm. uh, and he but he doesn't uh, uh, that I know of seek to get paid for it or anything. And then my other brother in. Uh, Melbourne is uh, a highly uh, uh, achieving uh, person uh, and he is kind of an all-rounder at everything Uh, so he kind of plays guitar and sings in choirs and does lots of different things Uh, yeah so he's one of those people who he's he's really good at uh, music and things but he does he's not bothered about he's not yeah exactly yeah I hate people like that 
uh, I know, yeah, but he's also sound care. too, which is <laughs> <laughs> really annoying. Yeah, yeah and did, what did your father do? My dad worked in the council uh, all those years uh, when we were growing up. He, he moved from one county council around the Midlands uh, to another. He started off in Offaly, went to Westmead, then was up in Cavan County Council, then moved to Leitrim County Council and then back down to Roscommon where we were actually living uh, in the end. Oh, and does that mean he was he wasn't very good at his job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He actually did the, the bypass that I mentioned earlier. That was that was him, that was his, his baby for uh, a long time trying to get Athlone bypassed. Uh, well fair play to him then, he's good. And uh, your mother then yeah. did she work? My mother still works. Uh, mm-hmm. she is a social worker in Athlone uh, and uh, in the health board in Athlone so she has uh, she's very embedded in uh, the town and uh, all the I suppose people a lot of family lives which I know absolutely nothing about because she is totally discreet uh, about it so uh, it's funny she has like a double life uh, (laughs) if you like this kind of working life where she's kind of um, very involved with people and has huge amounts of knowledge about people and families in Athlone you know kind of you know information about people but she never tells anybody anything she's like a closed book yeah I know it's funny my ex-partner uh, works in psychiatric hospital and yet you can't talk about any any of that stuff and you'd uh, be dying to know you would a bit yeah mm. yeah um, but I'd say it's a bit of a burden uh, you know having all that uh, stuff and having to leave it behind you as well uh, at the end of the day when you leave Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. Although it may be good just to leave the work and then come home and forget about it. Yeah. So did you go to school in, in uh, Athlone? Yeah, I went to school in uh, in a girls convent uh, for secondary school, mixed national school and then a girls convent for secondary. And mm. then uh, when I did the leaving, I went to Galway to college to yeah. do engineering, uh, to yeah, studied civil engineering. Did you get involved in any drama or anything like that at school? Or? I had one um, uh, one go at uh, the musical in school, and I uh, I broke my leg then, uh, but that wasn't the real. I didn't I didn't get a big part in it, and I was a bit kind of put out. I thought I should have got a big part, <laughs> and I didn't. And, and, and then so I blamed angry the you fact broke, you broke your I own broke leg. my leg then, and As I was kind of off. <laughs> <laughs> there, that'll that that serves you now. <laughs> uh, but you literally so yeah. broke a leg, so I you couldn't leg, perform. So is that, yeah, I wasn't uh, I wasn't involved in it then after that. So, yeah, I had yeah. a terrible. I, I I was a an altar boy for a whole year, and I hated it. But the uh, reward for being an altar boy was you get a day out in Butlins. All the altar boys were brought to Butlins for a day. Brilliant. And uh, I hated being an altar boy, and then uh, for a whole year. And then uh, a week before the day out in Butlins, I went right over the handlebars of my bike and smashed my face. Oh. And my lips were huge. I couldn't uh, eat solids and I couldn't go to Butlins. After all of that. No, the whole the year. The one thing you were looking forward to. Yeah. You couldn't go. Yeah. I thought it was God uh, telling me I was a bad altar boy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was. Yeah, might have been. Don't know. So you, uh, you went to do engineering in Galway. Yes, and uh, I did four years of that down there and uh, graduated, uh, got a, a mediocre kind of degree and moved up is to Dublin. Is that a formal type of degree you can <laughs> yeah, get? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one okay. step above um, Ara Grant. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I moved up to Dublin here and started working as an engineer. Yeah. Yeah, for a few years, yeah. Right. Did that. So at what point did you decide you wanted to do comedy? I had this thing, yeah. um, I had this, I was working about three years up here and I had, a whole bunch of things kind of came together at once uh, I um, I crashed my car and the timing belt went on it which causes untold damage it's happened to me. the it's, inside it's, of an engine it, 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 it's a write off car's yeah. a write off so I, mm. I that happened then uh, I had to get my wisdom teeth out at the same time I broke up with the guy I was going out with who was in the office uh, that I was working in and uh, uh, yeah I just I went home for one Christmas and was t- totally uh, just really low 
uh, in myself. And then my dad for Christmas, uh, uh, he said, what did I get you for Christmas? And the, I saw an ad in the paper for acting co- classes with the Gaiety School of Acting. And uh, I said, that get me that yeah <laughs> and he got me that and then yeah, yeah that was the start that was the first thing I'd ever done uh, and I, I was still kind of went on uh, working and everything but uh, I was kind of just got very uh, into that very quickly was um, that a, a part time obviously a part time course just one couple of hours a week was all it was initially yeah uh, doing it up on uh, Francis Street there I think or no up on uh, Angel Street yeah uh, in, a, in a room in a hall up there and Jean Rooney taught it. Do you oh. know if you know her, Jean Rooney? Yes, I do know Jean Rooney. Yes, a small girl. Lovely actress. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, nice. yeah. She was the she was the tutor. Yeah, brilliant. Cool. Um, what did you do? So you did the classes. Did you do a play? Did you do something at the end of it? Or? Not really. No, it's just uh, just kind of improvised scenes actually, mostly, and then bits of text. You know, uh, she'd kind of bring in uh, photocopies of excerpts of plays, uh, and we'd do small sections of them for one another. It's great crack really good right uh, so then stand up though that's still different that's too. still different so a few years mm. later I was I was, I had decided I wanted to go and study acting full time mm. uh, and I was going over and back to the UK to try and get into a, a kind of a, one of those posh schools over there and uh, one, I figured that improv they kept asking me to do improv which I really didn't know how to do or knew, know what I was at so I said I'll try and do an improv class in Dublin and through the improv I initially met uh, loads of people who were starting to do stand-up Danny Kyo, um Sharon Mannion uh, and uh, people like that and I, it was just a social kind of introduction initially yeah. uh, to stand-up and then yes, I yeah, said Danny Kyo and Sharon Mannion are a couple actually yeah, yeah and they do yeah. the improv in the international with, with Brilliant. Dublin yeah they're really good improvisers yeah uh, Danny Kyo is a great comedy actor and he's so underused I yeah. really think he's he should be in lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. Sharon's brilliant as well, and a great stand-up as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sharon yeah, is. yeah. I don't see enough of them actually. I yeah. don't see more of those guys. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, yeah. So then, did you decide you were going to do? Uh, I decided I was going to do a stand-up yeah. gig of my own. <laughs> <laughs> And I went. Uh, I went to Kieran McMahon. He runs a stand-up course or a workshop. So I actually did that for four weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the culmination of that was a gig in Kieran's comedy competition that he was running at the time. Uh, and that was yeah. I just went and I did that. Uh, and uh, how did it go? It went. It went all right. I'd say like a lot of the laughs I got was just goodwill out of how nervous I looked, you know, and the audience wanting to mind me I, I've always had really bad nerves with stand up uh, yeah. and oh, really are you still nervous uh, yeah I do yeah I do uh, get very nervous okay. yeah yeah um, and uh, I yeah I, I the battle is always to mask the symptoms of it you know I, I always feel I never want the audience to see me have a little shake in me or anything like that or they don't because I've seen you loads times <laughs> I, I didn't realise you were nervous yeah yeah I do yeah yeah. I've had the yeah. uh, shaky hand thing and uh, people in the front row could see my, or my leg is just really shaking really yeah no I don't yeah. get it anymore I don't get it anymore but I used to get it uh, over in uh, I used to get it in England particularly oh yeah because I was doing the jonglers uh, gigs and they were just tough gigs you know they are just mental like just a very hard they're not they're, their attention level is very low if you lose them you're gone you know yeah yeah so yeah yeah well certain yeah. gigs would be more kind of there'd be more at stake or you know there's kind of more obstacles uh than others you know so oh, the oh, higher you very know, much so yeah 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 the 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 trickier the gig is you know and then sometimes there'll be somebody there that you know you kind of you kind of want to impress you know or that you know and if that happens oh, that, God, that, that can make it uh all just just when you need it to go well <laughs> I don't think you should ever be told there's someone in the audience that you need to impress I you know, should never yeah. be told that yeah yeah because you may, psychologically I mean, the, the, it's the, how are you going to you're going to up your game and I'm going to be funnier because they're here this is know? it yeah yeah it doesn't, it doesn't work like that uh, no yeah. you should be funny anyway so. yeah yeah 
Um, yeah, so after your first gig then? I asked my first gig. Um, uh, is this interesting enough me? It's very interesting. Okay. Very. Um, so <laughs> I... <laughs> God. Does that sound uh, really sincere when I say that? I know, yeah. <laughs> no, it is. I'm yeah. interested in how people started out. And, and, this is, and we yeah. actually don't know each other that well. No, all. we don't actually. Yeah, no. so it's nice to yeah. get to hang out. So, uh-huh. uh, after that, I um, became totally consumed with stand-up mm. and how to do it well uh, and... Um, uh, learning the you know the tricks and the um, the uh, yeah just how to how to uh, be obsessed with becoming comfortable in front of a crowd uh, and uh, when you say learning what did you watching other people watching yeah watching stand up uh, and uh, live and, and on on DVD or, on, you know, on YouTube, YouTube yeah yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, just going to gigs you know that I wasn't on in you know I'd happily go and watch stand up and still would uh, as well um, and just uh, uh, yeah I'm, st- I'm probably not as much like that now but at the same time yeah no I'm still very much kind of interested in it. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm getting more like that recently. Good, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed with American comedy, actually. Oh, yeah. For some reason. Who do uh, you like? Well, I uh, really like Louis C.K. Like, mm. he's just a genius. I've been listening a lot to Mark Maron. That's probably why I'm starting to do the podcast. Cause Good, a, yeah, yeah. And um, I... Uh, oh, God, you put me on spot now. But, I mean, it's just... Um, I went over doing gigs last September in uh, New York, LA, San Francisco. I went to uh, one of the nights in San Francisco and saw 12 acts I'd never seen before. And it's just interesting watching American... American comedians are very precise about what they're doing. It's, yeah. There's no faffing about, really. Yeah, yeah. And I think when they're good, they're amazing. Yeah. But when they're not good, they're not very good either. Right. But when they're... Out of 12, I'd say there's two who are really good. But when I say they're really good, I think they were they were genius. Wow. Okay. You know, they, yeah. they just I think maybe you just get it. As in their material was material was and delivery. There was one guy who had this really straight delivery. It's like he had his things word for he, and he was I oh, just really good. It's hard to explain, you know. But yeah. But, but uh, they don't kind of value the spontaneity as much over there. They don't. I don't think it's not seen as something to aim for as much. While Irish comedians would kind of. Uh, kind of revel in the moment and you know it being a whole experience and uh, a mad event in the day while it's kind of more of a performance uh, from what I can see in the stage. Yeah, yeah very much so I mean the MC doesn't do anything uh, the MC usually gets up and does 10 minutes at the top and then the rest of the night just introduces the acts sure that's all the MC does yeah there's no here, bloody, it's very hard to get the MC off the stage. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll just do three minutes. <laughs> Ten minutes later, you're still going, when, when are they going to get off? I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you're right, yeah, they do, they they don't uh, um, faff about. I, I think there's a lot of, um, I think what happens in America is uh, you don't really make money if you're not known. Yeah. As a comedian, not much. Like, they're getting about $50 a gig or something. I don't know how anybody sticks with it, has the patience to stick with it long enough to yeah. become paid properly. But if you get on TV, then you can you be massive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's such a big country. Even Huge. if you're a, maybe a, a minor part in a sitcom, you still... Because... Millions of people are going to know you rather exactly, than a few yeah. th- hundred thousand. Yeah, and they can play for months and years, you know, because there's so many gigs to do. Yeah. They can just tour and tour and tour. Yeah. I'm going you back. Know, we're done in a week. <laughs> well, like, when you think about it here, you were trying to make a living in what would be not even a tiny part of one state of yeah, America yeah yeah not even a full city yeah a proper city it's so, it's so poor it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah you know, we should branch out really yeah yeah we should invade another country I Ireland I think so so that we have more comedy clubs yeah 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 we yeah. can impose our comedy on. absolutely I think that's a good reason and we should yeah. also all learn French yeah, and just do comedy in French, perhaps. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. like so. Eddie Izzard. 
Eddie Izzard did it, yeah. But we should yeah. learn it at school so that we're fluent anyway. Uh, okay, well, that's that's the plan. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. how was it going then anyway after that? Did, how long did it take you to to be a regular? I was comedian? pretty lucky, actually. Eddie Bannon, very early on, asked me would I do the cat la- do a thing in the cat laughs, this mentoring thing that he had set up. Oh, yeah. And Carol Tobin did it as well at the same time. What's the mentoring thing? It was He kind of paired me up with uh, another comedian and said go off and hang out with them um, a little bit and it was kind of a uh, a kind of a bit of a uh, a harebrained idea Uh, and I got it and um, uh, I actually asked to be put with uh, Tommy my cousin (laughs) Tommy Tiernan yeah yeah yeah, which actually even though Tommy has been brilliant uh, Eddie said, actually, I think I, I have you in mind for Andrew Maxwell. Uh, and for whatever reason, I think I was a bit nervous of Andrew as, I a, would, as a person. I would be nervous of Andrew. Uh, and I kind of went, oh, God, I don't know about him. Uh, and now I think that was a huge mistake. Uh, I think I would have had great crack with Andrew Maxwell. And I think mm. he would have shocked me out of my comfort zone in a way that oh, he would, would have, have, would have uh, been would been very healthy. Uh, for me but uh, I I didn't kind of uh, figure that at the time you know I kind of was a little bit and I, I, I was very neat about my stand up in the in the early days I was kind of learning it all off uh, word for word and mm. um, uh, uh, you know I had a, a particular expectation of how you know what every gig should be uh, and uh, mm. I kind of uh, that would have taught me to loosen up a bit more I think um, Possibly, yeah. But did, had you, did you know Tommy Tiernan? T- yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, he he he's an older cousin of mine. So I suppose when you're kids, that's huge. That's a huge age gap. Like maybe there was seven or eight years between us. Mm. Uh, uh, but then I suppose as adults, uh, yeah, we kind of. Um, but you would have uh, known each other from visits to the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. And Tommy's sister, Neve is, is very close in age to me. So... Uh, uh, that would have been the main connection, I suppose, and then and we would have hang, hung out for years right, together. Yeah. yeah. So you went to Kilkenny and you hung around with Tommy and uh, yeah, we did. Uh, and then uh, so I got some gigs out of that, uh, mm. and then Bren started to uh, Bren Berry from um, from Aiken and Vicar Street. Uh, yeah. He started to give me supports for things, and uh, I did a warm up for Tommy as well for about a year, which that that was a huge kind of. Uh, I got loads of experience doing that, just playing different hotel rooms around Ireland. Uh, yeah, that was like probably uh, how many gigs a week were you doing then? Uh, three, three or four gigs a week. It was good, um, but at, at the same time, I wasn't kind of experienced enough to be trying out new material, and I got very tired of myself uh, during it and doing the same twenty over and over again. And I had no idea how to kind of make that fun or enjoyable, and I lost. Uh, I lost a good sense of that uh, during the tour. There was one night it was I was like, you know, I I couldn't believe how I was supposed to go out and do comedy, and I was so kind of like uh, despairing in like not knowing how to make myself laugh in the situation. Um, but yeah, it was all it was all experience that I got. You know? Yeah, I kind of felt that I toured with Pat Short for God five or six years, and um, well, but when I first got the. Uh, it was amazing for me and I had to do a long set he expected me to do 40 minutes wow. before he he came on because he was doing about an hour and 10 or something and at the beginning it was brilliant it stretched my uh, I filled out the 40 minutes and I was get, and big audiences and a great reaction yeah. but as you say after a while because I was afraid to try new newer stranger stuff with Pat Short's audience because a lot of Pat Short's audience don't go to see anyone else and they don't go to see stand up they, they're not there to see stand up even they don't know that they're at stand up probably they're, they're, and they're not even expecting <laughs> me to come out and do yeah. that long of a set yeah so you yeah. really have to win them over right they're expecting yeah. all Pat Short yeah uh, so I ended up in a similar situation to you where I was doing the same set for bloody years yeah and yeah. Uh, trying to bring in new stuff but the stuff that I was Wanted to bring in, just wasn't for that audience. Yeah, yeah. And, and I know what you mean. You're going on, going. You, when you get tired of your set, it's horrible. Yeah, you feel like a fraud. You uh, do. Uh, going on, so. 
it's hard to it's hard to just summon up the the crack within yourself. Yeah. Which is weird in a way because if you were doing a play and doing the same lines every no one would expect you to come up with new lines. They wouldn't but do you know what I think Mm. with a play you're not you you, you have you're not responsible for the words you can kind of let yourself uh, uh, you you have no feeling that you know I need to get the laugh here. Uh, That's true. You know you kind of it's the playwright's fault if it's (laughs) shit. Yeah. yeah, and they, there has to be. Maybe well, there has yeah. to be a part of you that is enjoying the material that you still remember why you wrote it. There has to be a part of you remembering the how funny you thought it was when you thought of that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And commute there uh, 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 an effort to communicate and, that to and, the audience and, and being really excited about telling the audience yeah. or, or communicating that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And then so. once that's gone, <laughs> once, yeah, you're just excited. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> <laughs> you're crying inside. Yeah. <laughs> this is not fun. Yeah. yeah. So you did. Was it straight after the uh, Kilkenny thing that you did the tour? Pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty soon. And I was doing an acting course as well, full time. I had gone yeah. to Bull Alley, the uh, the Liberties College here in Dublin, and did. Uh, I was doing a full time kind of acting course, which was brilliant, and I had a great time. Uh, and a great class of people uh, and doing stand-up as well and then I got the thing with Tommy so I said right I'm not doing acting school anymore went around and then then it all finished and uh, I uh, and I yeah I just kind of that was uh, just doing stand-up around g- Dublin then. Gave, when did you give up the job? Did you give up the job to do stand-up? I gave up the job um, to go back to college So I was, but I was on a career break Okay. Uh, which you can do in the in the civil service. Yes. You can take up to five years. Wow. Yeah. So I was. So doing you can still go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I did that, and I you 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 take a year at a time. At the end of every year, they say, "Are you done with your career break yet?" And you go, "No, nah, no, I'll take another year." So you can do that really five times. That you're not coming back. No, they don't care. No, <laughs> <They're> just. <laughs> They, they might take a career break as well themselves you know it's it's uh, it's uh, it's not kind of people don't take per- take it personally in any way uh, that kind of stuff so I I did that for five years uh, and then you have to say will I go back or, or won't I you have to make a, deci- a decision so I decided what I thought uh, would suit me was if I could get in and do two or three days a week at the civil service job and then uh, I could have my lovely weekends to be free uh, to do stand-up. So You could be flying back from Dubai and exactly. New York and places like that. Yeah, yeah. And then into the county council. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, so I went back uh, and I lasted, I think, eight days uh, back in the job after um, having, uh, having been away from it for that long. Uh, I lasted eight days and then I just said I have to hand in my notice here and uh, then I had to work for a month of course Uh, so yeah I hadn't been in for five years went back for eight days handed in my notice and then I had to sit for another month before uh, I could leave fully and then I was gone you just couldn't handle it yeah and actually it was strange because my my I my back kind of went in those eight days I got really sick uh, and uh, just uh, couldn't couldn't get my head into caring about it or uh, you know kind of uh, it just seemed so stupidly serious uh, if that makes uh, sense you know that I'm supposed to give a shit now about roads am I after all this yeah <laughs> you <know>? yeah yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> Just, I felt like I was just putting on a persona uh, in all the meetings I had with people. Uh, so it was just too, uh, it was too stressful. Like, or <laughs> yeah, it was a farce comeback. Like, uh, and I thought I thought it would be it would be easy, um, but it, it wasn't. There was one moment um, I went down to the canteen in those eight days, and I was just so my brain was kind of my head was melted because I kept meeting people I had known from five years previous in the corridor and I realised I I hadn't thought about them once in the five years very nice people there was nothing to do with them but it was just I was just enjoying myself so much it never none of that stuff and then it all came flooding back at once all the information I knew about people and there's Pat he I know he lives in 
Ashburn he drives in in the morning early and he gets in for eight and you know all these kind of little details you have about people just kind of all came flooding back and my head couldn't take it uh, very quickly so uh, so I was down in the canteen that morning and uh, they had televisions in the canteen and uh, Sky at the time were running an ad campaign for Sky itself the, but the music was the, the Willy Wonka tune um, which you know that uh, th- there is a place in your mind oh, yeah. mm-hmm. it's a world of pure imagination yeah. and this was the soundtrack to me being back at, at work again it was just it just seemed like it was mocking yeah. all the way so. you, you were a changed person yeah yeah so uh, so I left it that's the long way of explaining that and there was your safety net was gone safety net gone yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah uh, and still and uh, what, so uh, after you stopped touring with Tommy then what's what happens then you start looking for gigs around looking there. for lo- uh, yeah other gigs uh, mm. you know uh, contacting clubs uh, and did uh, you have an a- agent by then uh, I think I, I got one just after that yeah I did I, I did Edinburgh a year uh, and you did your own show did my own show in Edinburgh and uh, in the Gilded Balloon and how did that go uh, that was that was a weird one Um I had planned to do it with another comedian, an American comedian, and he wasn't able to do it. Um, but I had put all the marketing together, uh, you know, that it was two people. Mm. So what I thought would be a kind of a clever thing to do was I I'll rather and I was going to have to make up the extra half an hour of time. Mm. So what I did was I pretended that he just didn't show up on the day. <laughs> And that I was expecting him to come. So I did the show every day, waiting to, uh, you know, kind of sitting there waiting for him to come in. And, you know, the audience didn't know whether I was telling the truth or not. Uh, and uh, uh, it was kind of a brave thing. Uh, Very brave. To do at the time. I, I I suppose afterwards I kind of thought it was a bit too ambitious uh, for myself and how, you know, experienced I was at the time. But think about it now, actually, feck it. It was it was good crack. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So what did you do? A half an hour, say, and then and then and I then said, thing, and now introduce the next this John. Yeah, he's. Uh, but then I'd say he's not here yet, uh, and then I'd I'd go for another bit longer, and I'd be like, he's still not here. And then I would go out onto the corridor outside of the the show with the and leave the door open. I'd be shouting around. <laughs> 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 the crowd didn't know what was happening, and then uh, I I had a phone there, and he I I pretended that he rang to say that he wasn't coming, but instead of looking for me, he actually rang the he he asked to speak to the tech, so I brought the phone up through the crowd and gave it to the tech, and from the tech's answers, you could tell that he was asking the tech uh, to go for a pint with him, that that was how. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was how disinterested he was in the show. Uh, mm. So, yeah, I was just trying to make it more and more pathetic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that situation. Works. Did it work? That good? It yeah. did work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't very, at the time, I was, uh, wasn't very kind of uh, <laughs> slick about it, uh, you know, or kind of experienced. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, f- I think it was, I think it was a kind of an ambitious thing to try. Very much so. Yeah, I mean to add another half hour to a Edinburgh show with very uh, uh, little time to get it ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Fair I'm play glad to I you. did it now. Did you go? Back, have you gone back to Edinburgh since? Well, I've been a few times. Yeah, with yeah. your own show. Yeah, yeah. I went back last uh, last uh, August. Yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did the free fringe the last time. Oh yeah, how's that come? It's great. It's yeah. a great crack, yeah. Yeah. Have you No, I was over there uh two years ago uh, in the Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah. Yeah, so that was great because I had no uh stress about uh, ticket sales. I was sure. getting a wage. It wasn't very much of a wage, I have to say. And then I was get doing the odd uh I was doing quite a few stand up gigs as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the stand um were involved in producing the the uh, Shawshank Redemption so I got quite a few gigs at the stand great um, and then uh, I thought about going last year but then I got the Kansas City Irish Festival and I can't go this year because I got an Irish Festival in Mil- Milwaukee oh wow yeah so yeah. Uh, 
I would love to do free French. That's what I would like to do. <laughs> it's if great I crack. Was to do it. Yeah, I would definitely advise anybody to do it unless you've got a, a a show that's very technical or something like that. Your venue mightn't kind of be suitable for yeah. it because they tend to be fairly low key. But right, yeah. uh, I I I had the best time uh, I ever had over yeah. there doing doing the free fringe last year. And did you write a, a show especially for the Edinburgh Festival? Uh, I would always have in my mind. I would always kind of work harder on material that would work abroad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you have a theme for the show. Uh, I had I had a kind of a, a title, uh, and then I tried to I tied as much as I could into the title as much of the stand up that I had. Mm. It was fairly loose. I wouldn't say it kind of worked as a if you were if you saw it written down as an essay, you wouldn't mm. have thought that hangs together. Uh, I do think piece. that's what most people do, though. They 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 give it a vague title, yeah. And then you can almost make anything work <laughs> and fit into it. Yeah, yeah, you? yeah. If you keep it fairly simple, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I had this title, "Help the Frigid," uh, yeah. which uh, which made me laugh, uh, and uh, I just <laughs> tried to <laughs> I just tried to make other stuff uh, kind of uh, fit in with it. Yeah, it's a very good yeah. title. Thanks. Mm. I've had an idea of work, of talking about you know because um, um, bringing my son involved, but maybe I'll do that next year. But anyway, because um, I've had the struggle, my struggle with playing guitar and pl- or trying to be a musician, basically. And my son is a bloody brilliant musician. Is he? Yeah, he's a, he can play everything: drums and bass and guitar and keyboards. Amazing. And record and knows how to use equipment, and it's just. Uh, it's brilliant. I'm really proud for him. Yeah. But when I think of all the times that I really... I do play guitar on stage, but it's very basic. Sure. My frustration with <laughs> wanting to be a great... And then I just see him going... All over the place and I just go, oh my God. Can you use him in some and way? So I thought at the, end of the, at the end of it, he'd come on and just play an amazing piece of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, because usually uh, the last time I went to Edinburgh I had the kids with me anyway for the month so I might as well put them in the show <laughs> would he be interested he would yeah he perform. He loves performing brilliant loves performing what yeah. age he's uh, 16 now so if I was to uh, do it I wouldn't be able to do it this year but he'd be 17 I think I met him maybe at the picnic uh, or yeah I think you probably have the, the kids have been with me at a lot of things like the electro picnic and a lot of the festivals yeah, yeah 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 he really wants to perform that's it in music yeah that's his thing like he's already in two bands wow <laughs> yeah yeah he's really yeah. into it so he'd love it he'd love it I'd say yeah. he's not embarrassed by me I don't think he's, I'm not like an embarrassing dad so I'm sure he'd be okay <laughs> yeah so uh, uh, yeah so anyway you did the first Edinburgh show I did the first like, I've done v- bits and pieces of other ones in between but I, I've had hard times over there where you know it wasn't going well mm. and uh, hard, hard, hard find it hard to find the crack in yourself mm. in that and then getting you know reviewed you know poorly in those situations you know and then that doesn't do your confidence mm. any good uh, and then uh, then yeah I suppose other years where, where things were good and then last year was my favourite but I think it was because there's a whole formality to Edinburgh like when you're in big venues like that and you know you're kind of you're under a lot of pressure to kind of everything's so competitive mm. uh, and that hasn't suited me uh, so I just loved the free fringe and the kind of mm. just um, and free fringes be, at first was kind of uh, oh people were a bit wary of it, but now it's a respected thing to do the free fringe. Exactly, um, yeah. So the the how it works is that you don't charge the audience uh, when they're coming in, and yeah. people uh, kind of just show up for your show and they sit there and then uh, before the end of it you make a pitch and you say to them uh, so uh, you know this uh, show would cost you £50 if you were <laughs> in yeah, the yeah, venue yeah. I'm only asking you for 30 uh, I'm exaggerating now but uh, they uh, yeah and you yeah, pass, you pass a book it, it's you know yeah. and it's it's uh, you know it's very carnivally if you like uh, uh, you know and yeah. they they pass you on the way out and they throw coins and hopefully notes into your into your book and uh, yeah. then you have money to live on uh, while you're over there and you're not paying a massive amount to rent a venue are you're you? not exactly yeah. yeah well that's the big thing uh, um, but that is the problem uh, that's more in the spirit of the original fringe because the original when you hear about the original fringe it wasn't as professional it was haphazard you know and then it became a big thing the agents got involved and 
I think so. Yeah, um, yeah. And I suppose they're really kind of exploiting, um, you know, the ambition of of young performers. Yeah. You know, and that people you know are just willing to, um, kind well, of. You hear of acts that go over with like one of the big agents and by the end of it, after a sellout run, they owe 10 grand to their agent. Exactly. For PR and and all the work they put in. Yeah, yeah. And the accommodation is very expensive over there. And yeah, yeah, like these big banners, you know, they kind of put your face on, on big banners and, you know, you really need to sell. You know, you're, some people are take on venues, and even if they sold every seat in it, they wouldn't make they couldn't make, make money. money. They would end up uh, losing money. Yeah, yeah. And the venues charge a fortune. Yeah, it's ridiculous, bloody ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So. And I would think actually, you're saying when you do a free gig, you as you say, uh, when you're doing your material, you you do the material that you want to do, and you shouldn't have to worry about that ten percent of the audience who are making faces like we were talking at the beginning those right? lads yeah <laughs> uh, but if you're doing a free show then that worry is gone because you can say well they can just leave they exactly. haven't even paid in so. yeah 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 so you kind of have to be okay with that kind of rough and tumble the kind of the the nature of that but you know like people you know when you're around a while you don't you don't take it too personally if something someone kind of goes uh, uh, no you do <laughs> you do take it personally. <laughs> if, no, not at all. Not in the situation. No, you wouldn't have, Joe. Uh, no, you'd, you'd be grand, like you know, because uh, uh, some people are nice and some people are, you know, have a few pints on them and they stick their head in for a comedy show, uh, and other people uh, are kind of ah uh, yeah yeah. Show no. up I know, I know, no, you wouldn't in that situation. I'm just saying that. But even after years and years, you still get that little bit. If you see someone being a being, a you can be caught out. You can. You be can be. Out. Yeah, I was doing Kilkenny last year, and we were talking about the shake in the hand. And mm. I got the shake during a a, a a big gig in one of the ballrooms, and I got the shake in the hand, and I was, you know the whole way through, I was going, "Stop it! Stop fucking shaking!" <laughs> and uh, I thought I got away with it. Uh, yeah. And I was walking out to made the mistake of walking out of the venue you through the crowd with the crowd and this girl uh, a young girl said to me and she had a few drinks on her but she said uh, she said oh that was good she said is it your first time doing stand up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know uh, so. oh yeah that's yeah, the double edged compliment yeah. that Irish people can always give you exactly yeah, yeah that was yeah. brilliant you should do it professionally <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 a weird thing though because I've been doing it for 20 years and I'd still I'd still if I see someone making a face I still occasionally go oh, it kind of gets to me you know what yeah. is it like yeah like cause some there are moments where you're kind of you couldn't give a damn about that person and then other times mm. you kind of just get caught uh, on the hop yeah I don't know I think what happens is basically if you're in a run of great gigs everything's going really well and then you hit a tough one that's when it hurts yeah, because you thought you 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 just you think had it's it all going to be great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to do this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one. Yeah. If you're in a load of average gigs, then you you're fine. You're alert. Yeah, yeah you but know. It's just when everything's going really well, you think you're a comedy god. Yeah, I can't fail here. <laughs> yeah, you can never fail. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you feel like bringing out a DVD like look this is what happened at my last show. Yeah. The same material. <laughs> See how they're laughing. Yeah. So anyway, you're, you're doing much. You're doing a lot of TV work now. Well, you're doing a uh, Victoria. Yeah, writing and um, doing uh, voice work and filming mm. for that. Uh, so that's a topical show. So we mm. do. There's work in it every week. So um, that's good fun. Uh, you know, you're kind of. Oh, has it been shot the week of the? Some of it is that it goes out. Yeah, some is. Yeah. Uh, so and some has been has already been done before the series. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what the percentage is, but yeah, um, uh, I do the Anne Doyle voice on it, so that has yeah. to be new every week, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, so that's good fun. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah cool. loads of different people. What else did you've done? Have you done bits in Savage Eye? Uh, yeah. I did at the very beginning, uh, and and you uh, were in the um, pilot of the other show that Dave McSavage did. That's right. Yeah, the Headwreckers loved that. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, I haven't records. actually seen that. I'd love to have a look back at that. Uh, comedy I the concept of it was great. Well, it was kind of the beginning of the uh, the Savage Eye, I think. Yeah, but there was a different way. idea that it showed you writing. The writer's sketches. room, yeah, yes. And then it jumped idea. off into imagination. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, and uh, Because it showed you coming up with an idea 
and then showed the sketch. And I just thought that was great because even I said this to Patrick McDonald, there was one sketch which was just a mental idea, and the sketch wasn't actually really good. But because you saw it being coming up with the idea, you yeah. were laughing at the at the sketch. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If the sketch just on its own, you you would go, "What the, what the hell is this?" I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to have a look back. Actually, it yeah, kind of disappeared. Um, what else are you doing then on or any other acting you've you've done? I've nothing on mm. I am just doing stand up at the moment. I'm gonna go back yeah. to Edinburgh again this summer. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to get some new material. Yeah. Um, and what kind of, I'm gonna yeah. have to ask you this question, but as a female comedian, do you find it tougher? Do you find it like there's mostly would you not find it it's mostly men that you're in the that are on the bill with you? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I like men and I like yeah. <laughs> I like the company of men uh, so that's not uh, not a problem uh, and when I was an engineer as well it was mostly men yeah. uh, there too and I have no sisters either oh, okay so I'm kind of I'm quite used to men right okay yeah, I never thought of that I yeah, suppose. yeah um. I don't know like it's kind of a, a, it's asked a lot uh, and yeah. about uh, it's something that I get asked as well uh, why aren't there it? more females in comedy or why it's this thing or even bluntly people say are female comedians funny yeah, no, I don't yeah. know why people are obsessed with this question they are yeah yeah. I mm. always think standard comedians are exactly the wrong people to ask that question of because mm. we are the practitioners we're not the academic studiers you know to ask an academic person you know to study comedy and kind of come up with this I I suppose uh, I don't know we're like the bacteria in the dish that's right rather than the scientist yeah Uh, exactly and you don't ask bacteria (laughs) any questions ever (laughs) they never write any thesis or anything like that you know yeah yeah but I think it's like it'll just come about like I remember you know remember when it was unusual to see a woman playing an instrument in a band like I mean mm. the Pixies the bass player but it was oh, kind of yeah. unusual she's yeah she's brilliant yeah. yeah and the breeders yeah. are amazing yes yeah amazing. yeah. I'd love to see them reforming actually they were up in Vicar Street and I still go back to them now because uh, mm. the four girls were there and there wasn't one of them everyone was kind of in it like a t-shirt and combats yeah uh, and there was no no concession made to the we're trying to kind of impress you with our appearance here they were very (laughs) uh, very you know sturdy girls you know uh, you know and just into playing guitars yeah yeah. I just I just love the energy of the the show that they put on that night I never saw them live they they tour a lot oh do they yeah they'll be back okay I've got to see them because I love that um, album Splash uh, Splash Last Splash Last Splash yeah it's just an amazing album every song is amazing Brilliant, and she brought so much to the Pixies. They, every, you know, you know, without her, they would without her vocal and her songwriting. She's wrote, like, they yeah. wouldn't have been half the band they are. I know, yeah, 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 and I love them too. I, you know, I, mm. uh, I'd love to. She'd love them to all play together, but what all of the Pixies and the Breeders to get just the whole the, to, to tour together yeah, yeah but she could play in both bands yeah that'd yeah. be brilliant for her <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so listen uh, yeah thanks for coming in and uh, so anything coming up uh, um, I'm doing the Laughter Lounge this weekend if that's uh, that's probably too soon no it'll it? be going out next week ah okay so sorry about that well, <laughs> fine, Joe. Yeah. Just fine. <laughs> you might um, be doing Dubai, actually, if I've happened to do it. But that'll be this autumn. <laughs> great, come and see me in Dubai. <laughs> if I get it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If they'll have me. We'll do put on a repeat of this. Yeah. For Dubai. Uh, you will be on Pictorial Weekly every Sunday, isn't it? Every Sunday night, yeah. And... Uh, uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter and stuff like that. And What's I'll be your Twitter n- handle or whatever they it's call it? It's at Eleanor Tiernan, uh, E-L-E-A-N-O-R-T-I-E-R-N-A-N. Uh, makes a difference if you spell it right or wrong. Uh, Excuse so me. I just belched there. Sorry. That's not part of Eleanor's 
Twitter name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, pictorial. Did I say pictorial? We do, yeah, do pictorial. And then, yeah, I'd be doing... Uh, I do this thing as well, these shows uh, called the National Therapy Project. Where okay, around, what's that? Uh, I do like... Um, it's like um, uh, a healing session um, yeah. to heal Irish people from the pain of being Irish. Uh, and I, I do those... What, what happens at these? Yeah, they come. People come like we've. Uh, uh, people come and they. I, I gather their information and then they come in and uh, I have a whole process that they have to go through um, to. Um, yeah, to kind of. Um, it's it's from my therapy and um, you know a few other th- sources that I've gathered on the internet, and it's a session that a community session that they uh, process all the pain of the past, like all the Vikings. And the um, Saipan uh, and uh, all the stuff that we're carrying around with us that we don't really know about. So um, people come in and they, they give you their... They come in and it's like yeah. a healing session. There, so they don't is sit in... Is it a in serious like thing? A, it is serious, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They yeah. all get a potato. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very serious. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's actually, it takes place on the floor. They're, they lie on the floor. Yeah. Uh, and um, I lead them through a, through a meditation on the, you know, the, the, the difficult emotions that are involved in having an Irish identity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we, there's certain tasks that the, I send them away to do at the end that they have to fulfill. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, where does the like? Is it just you that's doing this, or you have you a group of? I people? have another. There's another uh, uh, artist that helps me with it. Yeah. Uh, um. So she's she's very much Katrina Maloney is her name. She's part of it. Uh, and I'd between the two of us, yeah. Well, when when is the? Is, do you know when the next one's happening? Or um, where I'm, would you find out about? The it? next one is in the Cat Laughs. Actually, I'm doing uh, oh, okay. on the mornings. I, I do them in the mornings. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they'll be in uh, one of the big hotel rooms down there. So yeah, the Cat Laughs. Festival. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. And do you ever do any kids gigs? Kid children comedy. Kids have come to that actually and it's really mm. good because uh, 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 there's a lot of talk I, I, I talk about all the stuff that has happened but sometimes teenagers really don't know mm. you know some of the events that have obviously happened in our lifetimes so um, uh, what happens then is the parents end up having to explain to the kids you know wow. what Saipan was who Shergar was uh, <laughs> uh, you know all the all the all these little things that kind of the done stores workers uh, that that oh, went right, on yeah. strike for, for South Africa, for that, that uh, South Africa, yeah. Uh, so yeah, just different. Uh, so kids, kids, kids do like that, but I haven't, I've, I haven't had any success at doing kids comedy yeah. uh, specifically. Uh, how did you come up with this concept? What was what, what made you want to come up with this? Or? Uh, mm. I was away in mm. Australia actually and mm. uh, all the Anglo tapes were coming out uh, all the you know the news stories about that which yeah. was very annoying yeah. uh, and humiliating yeah. for all of us yeah. uh, and then I was in this uh, art gallery exhibition and there was uh, um, it was all dedicated to the anger of the Aboriginal people mm. uh, and the fact that there hadn't been any apology from the state or any um, you, you know there were still being ignored and not acknowledged uh, and I thought the art was a very healthy way to kind of express the um, anger yeah. uh, and uh, so I, I said God Irish people could could do with something like that mine literally if you saw the two things side by side you wouldn't think that maybe they were connected but uh, that was kind of the inspiration for it wow, cool and where did you yeah. do it first then I did it in the Dublin Fringe uh, just gone in September just gone yeah in Liberty Hall uh, in the ba- there's a big room in the basement of Liberty Hall I did it there and mm. then uh, I've done a few of them around Ireland yeah Brilliant. So yeah, that's good fun. I really like doing that, you know. And yeah. it's not a performance, so I don't feel kind of the same nerves that I would do uh, uh, normally. So for me, that's very enjoyable. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. How do you, when you're writing stuff? Do you write? Are, are you? Do you write stuff down? Do you, when you're doing your stand up? Do you write stuff down? I have mm. loads of different. Lo- I've stuff in uh, in the computer. I've stuff mm. on my phone, and I've stuff in a notebook. Mm. Uh, so it's all kind of uh, in a in a heap, really. Mm. How about you? Uh, I only write a word maybe and uh, have an idea uh, where it might go and then I try it and it usually doesn't work first time 
yeah, well, yeah. I realize the, the the pressure of it not working makes me add a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. And maybe yeah. that's the bit that's okay. Yeah, that yeah. makes it go somewhere else, and then uh, I do it again. But so how much have you written before you get it up on stage? Just you? enough to rem- to remind me of the idea of where I want to go with it. Mm. Just enough that I won't forget what the idea was. Oh right, okay. That's but not much then. No, not that much because I've tried writing things out literally and it just doesn't work for me because I can't really, I don't really work that way. On, I doubt if I deliver every bit of material the same way every, uh, every time. Yeah, I, yeah. It's never the last come there, uh, there are bits that like bang, there's that, but then that can change as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's not really written down. I have mm. written things down, but, but it'll always change when I get it up onto the stage or try and say it out loud because it's just a different yeah. medium. Right, yeah. Well, even when I'm doing songs, I write a long song and then uh, realise that there's, there's really just four lines there that are really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just cut it down to that. Good, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's how it goes. Well, listen, anyway, thanks for coming in and uh, good luck with that. I'm going to definitely check out that thing in... Uh, uh, the Cat Laughs Be what's brilliant. it called again the National Therapy Project National Therapy Project The Cat Laughs and uh, Pictorial Weekly thanks Joe thanks Eleanor well that was brilliant Eleanor Tiernan uh, thanks for listening. If you're listening this week, I'll be performing on the 10th of April in the check-in in Temple Bar. And on the 15th of April, I'll be in the Roisin Dove with Whose Lines It Anyway, the improv group. We'll also be performing on the 16th, 17th and 18th of April in the Laughter Lounge in Dublin. And I'll be performing my own uh, improv with the Dublin Comedy Improv on the 20th of April on that Monday night in the International Bar. On the 23rd of April, I'm in the White Horse in Ballincollig in Cork. On the 24th, I'm back in the check-in in Temple Bar. And on the 25th, I'm in Kildare House Hotel in Kildare. Thanks for listening. If you want to contact me, you can get me on www.joerooneycomedian.com. Thanks to Castaway Media for producing or hosting this podcast. And thanks to Daniel Rooney for performing the music. Music. Thank you. Next week I'll be talking to Carter Reardon from The Pose. See you then. scratch that car. Find my insurance card. Dude, what do you have in this glove box? Ew, are these socks dirty? Oh, forget about the socks. I need my insurance card. Just pull it up on the State Farm mobile app. But I can do that? Oh, hey, I can do that. Yep, it's called service. I can file a claim on here, too? Yeah, it's it's called service. Whoa, I can call my agent, too? It's called service. Insurance with local agent, it's called service. Call State Farm agent Megan Roberts in Atlantic today. 